Welcome to the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast brought to you by Keep Playing Baseball. This is your host, Ethan Gavon, coming to you from Sacramento, California. Keep Playing Baseball is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping every high school baseball player navigate the recruiting process and play college baseball. At Keep Playing Baseball, we don't think money should dictate college baseball opportunity, and all our resources, including this podcast, are 100% free. No signups, no fees, no strings attached. We use the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast in many different ways, but the main point is to get you the information you need to keep playing baseball. We appreciate you tuning in to the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast, the best source of recruiting information on the go. What's up, guys, and welcome to the latest episode of the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast brought to you by Keep Playing Baseball. On today's episode, we're taking a little different path. We're talking with former D3 pitcher outfielder Aaron Troyansky. Aaron grew up in Lubbock, Texas, where he played for Lubbock High School. He then went on to play his college days at Carleton College in Northfield, Minnesota, a D3 program, and he forwent his final year of eligibility to uh, get paid to play baseball in Belgium with the Mechtem Cats of the Belgium First Division. And a former teammate of mine, Aaron, currently lives in Alaska and is a carpenter. We take a little different approach on this episode. We talk not only about baseball and his recruitment, but also about uh, how his baseball experience helped shape who he is today and prepare him for his professional life. So without further ado, we welcome Aaron Troyansky to the podcast. Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Ethan. Yeah, we always uh, we like to start off by getting a little more background information about whoever our guest is. So why don't you just give us a rundown of your experiences in baseball and your career in baseball? Sure. Um, so I uh, I came from a baseball family. Family. My uh, my parents didn't really play, but uh, I uh, they loved the game, and I loved the game, and so uh, I uh, they signed me up for little league and uh i kept on wanting to play competitively in high school um and it was it was it took up a bunch of time um where i grew up in west texas um and it was kind of uh i realized in high school early on that um i'd want to also go play college baseball but um i uh i don't think baseball was the uh the number one reason I wanted to go to college um but I knew I wanted to play so I uh eventually went to college and played at the D3 level and um played I think three years with uh or two seasons it's seems like (laughs) it's like over 10 years ago now (laughs) you didn't have a, a typical college experience college baseball experience where you played you know, four straight years. So we'll get into that a bit more later, but you played a couple years and then you played a little bit afterwards. Is that right? That's right. I, uh, I played a, a partial season in, in Belgium, um, with you. Um, and, uh, I, that's where my, my final injury got the best of me and yeah. uh, pulled my hamstring and, uh, or tore my hamstring and, uh, realized, oh, I had, I had already started about what I wanted to do. Um, after after college and 
after baseball was over. Um, though I think I always thought I'd uh, be involved in baseball somehow, whether it was coaching high school um, and teaching. But uh, yeah, um, I think it was probably sophomore year of college that I really started thinking about baseball or my life beyond baseball. Um, and I, uh, but I, I still love the game, so I didn't want to completely let go. So I think that's how I ended up in Belgium. Um, thanks to you, um, you reached out to me. Um, and I played a few games after that, um, in some adult leagues, but, uh, really that was the end. Yeah. So I want to get into your, basically your transition to um, life outside of baseball, because I think that's an important part of the college process that we often don't think about is the ways that it prepares you for life after baseball and and to be successful in whatever professional life you choose. But I want to go back to your time in high school. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit more about your recruitment? So, you know, you came from a baseball family. You said you knew pretty early on that you wanted to play in college. What what time in high school did you decide, you know, I want to play college baseball, and then what did you do from there? Oh, I I mean, my my de- my kind of perception of my skills and uh, my ideas changed a lot when I was in high school. I mean, I thought baseball was my number one interest when I was still in high school. Like, when I... Our high school in, in Texas, or in, in Lubbock, was 10th, 11th, 12th, and... I remember a lot of us didn't get to play varsity until our 11th or 12th grade year. Um, I Maybe I was fortunate, I don't know, but uh, I was on the varsity my, my first year of high school, um, and I may have actually, they may have rushed me up too fast. Mm. Um, I, I definitely, I mean, guys were throwing in the, in the low 90s, and I, I couldn't catch up to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I went... I, uh, yeah, so that was a big jump. Um, threw you into the deep end. They threw me in the deep end. Um, um, yeah, uh, but, uh, I, yeah, I thought I could go D1 when I was, when I was that young, cause they, they, they put me on varsity and I thought, oh, I must, I must be, I must be really good. Um, <laughs> the game humbles you. <laughs> and then it quickly humbles you, uh, when you go from playing on, uh, when you, for your first, I mean, my, Sophomore year may have been just the second season I'd ever played on a full-size field. Um, and, uh, yeah, 60 feet 6 inches seemed a lot <laughs> a lot farther. Um, uh, but I, yeah, so I had D1 aspirations, but I think it was when I was really having to decide about where I wanted to college, um, I realized I should go D3. And my family did not spend the money to, on me to go to showcases, um, but I, I was always looking or um how do i how do i get seen by coaches um and the one showcase i went to was at actually the university of massachusetts i had family that lived in the area i was visiting family for the summer and it was a very cheap camp it was i i remember it being very cheap because my parents would not uh spend not fork would not fork over for these these expensive showcases where there were hundreds of, of players. Um, so I went to this UMass camp. Um, it was, I think it was one day. You took a few swings, you threw a bullpen session, you went through one of their practices. Um, and they told me that 
I should look at a D3 school. And uh, that's pretty much when I realized, okay, I'm definitely just looking at D3 schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I started, then I, then I narrowed my focus um, from there. And, you know, we talked about the fact that you ended up at Carleton College, same place as me, but during your recruitment, you, you had reached out to them and something got lost in translation. You didn't hear back and you thought, you know, they have no interest in me. Talk a little bit about that experience. You know, did you reach out? Did you reach out again? How did that play out? Right. Um, I remember my, uh, I knew I needed a video or I'd heard this where exactly how do I remember that I needed a video? I don't know. But um, I think I'd, I made one. Um, my father recorded a few of my, uh, my games. Um, this was not a slick video that had, that had a f- swings from different angles and then cut to another swing and then showed me throwing a session with a radar gun. It was literally like a couple at bats from a game and, um, very low key. Um, so you I've, didn't, you didn't follow the KPB protocols that we lay out in our, in our articles telling you how to do it. You just kind of put something together. I put something together, and how I knew it, I don't, I don't know. I may have heard from guys who had previous teammates who had, who yeah. had gone through this process, guys who had... I mean, I grew up down the street from Texas Tech and grew up loving Texas Tech baseball, so we, uh, I, had, I had some access to understanding like right. big-time baseball. Um, but no, it would have been great to have KPB <laughs> back in 2006. Yeah. 2005. So we're going we're going way back and so obviously the video has exploded. And so did you send the video out to just one school? Did you send it out to multiple schools? What did you do? I think I sent it out to multiple schools. Um I uh yeah, I sent it out to I I knew I wanted to go to a liberal arts college and I also thought um that what the heck? Uh I'll throw it to some to D1 schools just because there's a, you know, every kid's got a dream. Right. So I remember I was looking at, I mean, now that I think about it, it's, it was crazy, but I think I sent a video to Penn State, to Stanford, but then also these small schools like Carleton College, Grinnell in Iowa, um, even like Lehigh in Pennsylvania, a whole range of schools. And based on responses, I realized, okay, I'm definitely, especially after going to the UMass camp, definitely realized um, I had to just focus on D3 schools. And of course, the D3 schools responded. Um, it took a while for Carlton to respond. Um, and I must also say that my, my parents went to Carlton, so I understand that the college process also is one of um, advantages and experiences. Um, and there's a lot of things that go into the college search process. Um, so I had an advantage with parents who, who could g- help guide me to the type of academic school I wanted to go to. Right. Um, um, so it wasn't just baseball. But um, Carleton didn't reach out immediately because I think they were in a coaching transition. Um, but uh, I kept I sent a few more emails, and eventually the head coach there reached out to me. Um, and I ended up applying early there and got in, um, and I visited, went to a couple uh, practices, and enjoyed my time with uh, the baseball player that I uh, that I stayed with when I visited, and um, 
realized it was the right fit for me. Yeah, so, you know, a couple things I noticed. There's a strong academic influence in the schools that you're interested in. So, you know, you had your priorities um, set, and it wasn't necessarily all about baseball. That was just a piece of the puzzle. Um, The other thing is, you know, persistence, right? A lot of people don't realize that college coaches are getting you know, dozens of emails each day, and it's easy for one to get lost in the shuffle. In your case, it was a coaching transition. In others, it might just be you know, a busy week of travel. Um, but those are some important things to, to note. Now, uh, you got to college, and your college baseball ex- experience was anything but smooth. I think that's fair to say. So, um, And it was actually the fact that you chose a school that was a good fit for you that kept you playing baseball. So why don't you talk a little bit about the the hardships you faced your first year of college and kind of how that played out in your baseball career? Sure. Um, Well, the first thing was um, I grew up in a place where you could play baseball year-round, and the summer days were long, and there was always a baseball game. And then I got to Minnesota where – it was really cold in the winter, and yeah. we practiced indoors all the time. Uh, well, actually, there were nice days in the fall, um, but we got to practice outside. Um, and uh, But there were long indoor practices, and then that first season, we had the snow really set our schedule back. I think we played uh, like 15 games in as many days because but the opening day got pushed back and pushed back because of weather. Right. So, um... Those were some challenges, um, and of course, I think I also dealt with homesickness, um, and uh, school was difficult, but um, I um, got through that first year. I still really enjoyed Carleton. Um, sophomore year is different. You start thinking about your major, um, and uh, I did not play my sophomore year. Is that right? Do you remember? <laughs> I think that's right. So you, you played your first year. I know you had some personal issues with roommates and uh, other challenges that you had to overcome. And you kind of, you were you were searching a little bit. And right. so you decided not to play that second year. Right. But I also, but I, I, I didn't play. I thought maybe I would transfer schools. Um, I realized um, I, it was definitely then that I knew, okay, I would not, or thought I would, I wouldn't play past college, and I and I really wanted to figure out what did I want to do that would then, um, that would lead to a career, um, and I had this idea that there was a lot, there's a lot more out there, um, and um, eventually, it, baseball, I actually ended up coming back um, to to play at Carleton and contributed a lot um I mean I should say even my freshman year I played a lot I pitched um I was I I started on the mound I played in the field um I got to play baseball I mean that's now that I look back on it I think oh I shouldn't have been so worried I should have just enjoyed my my time playing and I got to be with a bunch of great guys and play baseball and play the game that I love I mean not a lot of guys get to college and get to start immediately, and I, I did get to. So I think those were – I was immature. Um, well, yeah, I think, you know, what 
you're describing is not uncommon for first year players and and you you got to college and you faced a lot of challenges and the transition is rarely as smooth as people want it to be so you know what are some of the things that you learned kind of in retrospect some of the things that you think about you know thinking back on that what's some advice that you could give to a a player who's transitioning to college and things don't go the way that they planned um well i think a big thing is um that you're at a school that allows you to explore a lot of different um sides of kind of your your character or your personality um and I think most, I think a lot of baseball players, they may not realize it, but there's a lot to you. There's more to you than just than just baseball. Maybe you are that special talent that um, baseball will be or the way you make a living. Um, but that's rare. But that's rare. Um, and uh, some of the, um, any advice I have would be to, oh, Go to your all the your colleges have resources to help you academically, and if you're doing well academically, then you will definitely excel athletically. Um, I wish I mean we at Carleton we had access to writing tutors to there were there were advisors and help centers in every department, um, and um, I think that's that's what college. That's what you're paying for to go to college. Um, it's not to just have four years away from home and have fun, though that's a part of it. Um, but it is to to expand um, yourself intellectually. Um, and I baseball definitely helped that though. So I knew that I um, that I really wanted. I needed once I was once I was away and realized that Carlton would welcome me back um, to finish my degree. I realized I still wanted to play that I could balance the academics, which were rigorous, and the social aspect of college and the academic aspect. And I decided to ask my um, academic advisors for more help, and that helped me. Um, and we had, uh, I also had teammates at Carleton who were, who were also willing to accept me back on the team. Um, so I think being around, um, good teammates is important. Um, and we, and yeah. Yeah. So just to recap, so you, you played your freshman year, you had some struggles, you were trying to figure out if it was the right fit for you rather than just transfer right away. You took a, a term off and decided to explore other things. Um, you ended up coming back to school and kind of fixing some other areas or yep. becoming happier in some other areas. And that may, allowed you to refocus on baseball. So you came back your third year and played. And so I think this is a, a trajectory that not a lot of people make. Um, a lot of people do end up transferring. But I think there's a lot of value in having you on the podcast and having you talk through some of these things that you mentioned about academics, about, um, you know, kind of getting your life in order in other areas. 
for a lot of players and most players almost all of them this is their first time away from home it's the first time having to take care of themselves and so if i'm paraphrasing correctly you're saying you know there's a lot of help out there to help you in these other areas that are going to allow you to focus on enjoying baseball definitely um and i for me being physically active is a huge part of uh what makes me um feel like I'm able to be a a solid contributor to um my community or to the for my friends around me or to my family members um so and also being mentally stimulated so being physically active mentally stimulated and um kind of those are really the two big things for me um and a D3 school allowed me to do that allowed me to focus primarily on academics um but also spend a lot of time playing baseball cuz i mean d3 i mean it still takes a big time commitment to play to play right. at the d3 level um not as much as d1 level um but but i think when you're, what you're getting at is you know for you a program that would encourage you and allow you to pursue other interests in addition to baseball. So baseball being a piece of your college experience and not necessarily, um, well, it is the majority. It's not your sole focus. So I think an important lesson for recruits there is, you know, as you're pursuing your different college opportunities, find out which coaches value baseball as a piece of the learning puzzle find out which coaches want it to be the sole focus because um, at a lot of programs baseball is all that you can do it's baseball and it's academics and you're not going to have a lot of time for other pursuits and other hobbies at some schools and d3 is notorious for this and it's notorious for its balance you do have the opportunity to pursue some of those other options so if i'm reading you correctly going to a school like Carleton, going to a D3 school that encourages students to pursue other options, have the ability to study abroad, um, do stuff like that, that actually really helped you keep playing because you you found that support. Right. Um, and, I mean, I think a lot of what you, you want to be able to, ask yourself like what is what's the end goal is there an end goal or like what's what's the reason you play baseball okay we can assume that if you're playing wanting to play in college you love the game um you can love you the game you have to right you have to you you can love the game in many ways the year i didn't play i still missed it and realized and ended up actually working on the broadcast um for our games um and then I also, while I was in college, I was able, I didn't go abroad, but I did a semester program through another school um, that got me off campus and let me, and allowed me to be with, experience other parts of a liberal arts education. Um, and I remember you went abroad. Mm -hmm. um, and you also had a radio show. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, and th these are things that we've talked about on other podcasts, but just allowing you the opportunity to experience different things, which is something that recruits should do and explore and find out about before they get on campus. Because the last thing you want to do is get on campus and realize, well, 
the way that baseball fits into my college experience is completely different from what the coach is going to is is how the coach wants baseball to fit into my college experience and so there are literally college baseball programs for everyone you know if yeah. you want to pursue your passion for opera and sing in the in the in um in the chorus uh you know you can do that and play baseball at certain schools there are schools and levels where baseball needs to be your sole focus and you need to know that ahead of time. Um, so I think you bring up some really good points and some things that can really help help guys. Now, what I want to talk a little bit about and, and something we haven't really talked about on this podcast that much is how your college baseball experience helped prepare you for your work that you're doing now. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing. You went to a, a, a trade program in Boston um, to learn carpentry and uh, historical preservation so talk a little bit about that how did you know you wanted to do that um, was there any connection to baseball and uh, and just give us a brief intro into your professional career sure um so uh, I am I'm a carpenter now um, and I went to uh, a trade school in Boston that's uh, it's been around since the 1800s um, and it has evolved a lot. Um, I mean, go into that a little bit, but um, it. I realized going back to what I said about being um, physically active, working with other people, um, and also having to problem solve all the time, which I think are is as are aspects about your people's baseball careers too. Um, mm-hmm. You're always trying to figure out if I can geek out about baseball, but you're always trying to figure out where is the right spot for you to be. How are you prepared for your at bats? How do you prepare mentally for, um, for pitching? Um, it's a craft, right? And um, I loved that aspect of baseball. Figuring out how, why is my curveball not moving the way it's supposed to? Like, is it how is it? Is it where I'm standing on the rubber? Is it um, arm slot? Is it what? Is it because I there was something I did or didn't do between my outings? So like that, thinking about taking baseball and thinking of it as a craft led me to, um, I think there's something that was in my brain um, that, that that critical thinking about doing something physical is um, what led me to going to trade school um, where I'm always having to think about um, kind of where, what am I, if am I using my tools correctly? Um, how do you work with, on a project where you have to think about where someone else is physically in relation to you and how do you, how do you build this thing? Um, so that's kind of the, maybe the, the connection, the connection between a trade and, um, and baseball. Um, so I still feel like I'm in that mindset of an, of an athlete. Um, and, um, but I had, I had worked, um, in, um, uh, land conservation in um, for, in park management, um, after college, um, I did not think that's what I was going to go into. I mean, I was a history major in college. Um, so you never know what you're going to end up in. Um, but, uh, I eventually realized for me to get really 
to become the best carpenter I could be, um, I needed to go to school again. Um, and for me, it, and that's not really traditional. I think a lot of most people who go back to school after going to a certain college might go to a grad program. Um, but I think a mix of the economy and what drives me and um, how I'm fulfilled led me to go into a trade school. Um, and I love what I do now. So what are some of the things from your baseball career that have helped you have success in your professional career? Um, sure. Um, for me, it's uh, always being ready to, to go to work. That's kind of how I approached baseball. If you, have, if you always have your equipment ready um, and you've eaten well and you've, physic you've prepared physically um, and you're you're imagining okay what the next day of work is going to be like um those are things i i got from playing baseball always um thinking about i mean i love baseball so much i laid my uniform out the game the nights before the game so in the same way it's like having my tools ready to go to work um and get enough sleep and um then also being inquisitive um i i think where I didn't grow up in a family that had carpenters, um, I have made up those those gaps in my experience by asking questions and getting to work early and staying late. And those are things that I think high school baseball players hear about the baseball players that they admire who do the best are the ones who put in the time. Yeah, um, first to the field, last to leave always prepared, always have a plan. Right. Um, and now you'll have challenges. I mean, there are times in college when I was not <laughs> the first to the field <laughs> and the last to leave. And I was that, that, that I was, I was embarrassed. I thought, okay, I, I gotta be, um, that, um, I gotta always be perfect in my approach, um, to the game. Um, and I got to college and realized, there's all these other things you have to manage. You got to do your own laundry. You got to, um, you got to do your schoolwork. You also sometimes have to worry about your finances. I mean, I had a work study when I was in college. Um, so, um, yeah, that's, I mean, if there's anything I can plug is I was at the right college for me to keep playing baseball. Um, and, um, those lessons keep giving. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. Those lessons keep giving. And I think that's a part of the puzzle that is often left unsaid. You know, you, you talk about, you always hear about the friends that you make, which is certainly true in the relationships. And you and I are certainly an example of that. You know, here you are uh, living up in the same town as my, my mom and my, some of my family. And um, we've, us and our teammates have remained close um, I'm wondering if, by contrast to some of your coworkers or people you've met in the field, do you think that that preparedness, do you think that that work ethic that you got from baseball is different from, from people you've worked with who maybe didn't play sports? Or is, is that a fair fair thing to say? Um, I mean, there's definitely... Um, generally, yes. I mean, it helped me. It doesn't mean that if you don't play a sport, you're not gonna right. have that. Um, and I've 
worked with a lot of um, military veterans um, who are in the trades, um, and they kind of have the the same experiences that I did. I mean, a lot of them played sports growing up too, um, but they may have had a different traje- trajectory um, career wise. Um, and um, but something about working with a group of people and having structure um, is something that I needed, and I think a lot of tradespeople um, kind of enjoy um, to have. They work really well in that environment. Um, but yeah, I think um, there, I that's an advantage. Having played a sport helped me. Um, yeah, it gave me a leg up where I didn't have the 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 life experience, the trade experience. Um, I've been able to make up that that gap by um, through things you learned from baseball at college and, and in college through baseball. Exactly. That's great. Now the final question isn't really a question, but something that we ask, um, you know, all the guests as a way for them to mic drop their way off the show uh, is just to give you some open mic time. If there's anything that we didn't talk about that you think would be important for high school baseball players or parents to know in terms of college or the college recruiting process, um, we just give you some time to share, share any last thoughts. Sure. Um, I, some of the best bait experiences in my life have, the things I remember did not happen on the baseball field, but happened because of baseball. Um, I, my family moved when I was in college or when I started college. So, um, I found a summer league team to play on in New York. That was the neighborhood team. Um, and I was open to a new experience. So I say, just be open to wherever, to whatever's happening to you. Be flexible. Keep an open mind. Be flexible. Work hard. Be prepared. Some of the themes that you've hit on. Good way to end the, uh, end the episode. It was fun to have you on talking about your college baseball experience, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that are going to be able to take some nuggets from this. So thanks for coming on the podcast. I hope so. It's fun to talk to an old friend. Thanks for listening to this episode of the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast brought to you by Keep Playing Baseball. As always, if you need more information on the recruiting process or how to play college baseball, you can find that for free on our website, www.keepplayingbaseball.org. We're also very active on social media. That's at KeepPlayingBB on Twitter, KeepPlayingBaseball on Facebook, and at Keep Playing Baseball on Instagram. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review, or at least tell your friends. We provide all this information for free because we want to help you get to the next level. If you're interested in a partnership or sponsorship in underwriting some of the Keep Playing Baseball content on our website, or being the title sponsor or running ads on our podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out to keepplayingbaseball at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening to this episode, and we look forward to catching you on the next one.